Hey guys, before we dive into our show this week, I do want to get you caught up with a contest that we had going on in the past with our October Steinhold for the Oktoberfest. We did have a listener write in that him and his family did it. Uh, this is from the Robitaille family. They did a Steinhold contest with the 12-ounce Oktoberfest, held it at a 90-degree angle away from your body, and they timed themselves to see how long they could do it. Leo Robitaille held it out for 4 minutes and 5 seconds. Matthew Robitaille held it out for 5 minutes flat. And the winner and unanimous champion of our Stein Holding Contest with Oktoberfest is Jake Robitaille. Uh, Jake is a friend of the show and writes in. He held it out there for 7 minutes and 5 seconds. He said his shoulder is still hurting. Hopefully that pain is reduced with the consuming of all three beverages you know you don't want to give those to the kids so uh, we hope you had fun doing this and we're going to dive into our show here you're listening to the noobed radio podcast Hey, welcome to Noob. This is episode 19, and you are listening to the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. Uh, I am your host, Ben Vandal, Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Untapped. To my left, Mo Fortin, co-host, Moses Malone on Untapped. Hello. Mo, how you doing? Living the dream. Living the dream. Got Risky Biz as the opener now. Yeah. I mean, we're taking taking big strides here. Yeah, we have Risky lot. Biz as our opener because they are currently, as we speak, working on an opening theme song for us. Uh, we're adding production value to the show, trying to get ready for our radio broadcast. We'll talk about that later in the show, but we are doing big things. and uh, Trying to, anyways. Yeah, yeah, getting the ball rolling. Yep, you know, which is all about trend in the right direction. You know, so we have a great show for you today. Uh, We are going to do our tap list here quickly. We'll start off with, as always, what are you drinking in local releases? We have a segment called Skeletons in Our Closet. We're going to do a little house cleaning, some topics that have been going on lately that we haven't talked about recently in the beer world. We have segment three, two, one, which we did a couple weeks ago was a hit, so we're going back to it. Uh, upcoming show notes that are coming in the future. We have a busy, busy month coming up. We do. With That's a lot of stuff. big show stuff. And then we'll end it, as always, with Shell for the Week. So, Mo, we will start off with, as always, what are you drinking? Uh, today, in my glass, a uh, little Captain's Daughter. Mm. Um, Love that. Found beer. a four-pack at a local liquor store. And then Craig took one of my beers like a Thursday ago. And swapped it with a captain's daughter. Okay. Very good trade any day in my book. There you go. Um, so I got a couple of those still kicking around. Uh, next on deck will be a, a black cat that I got from Long Live. Went wow. to that release. There you go. Uh, got a can for you downstairs if you want it. I've never Perfect. had it before. Perfect for the Halloween theme show. Yeah, I kind of thought that was a that was a cool one. That was one of the beers that I wrote down uh, teaser for another segment. So. Um, yeah, that's what I got going on. Still working on other half. I, I might try to trade a couple of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's in bad form. Um, I don't think it is. I if you got a so bunch either. of four packs of everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm. Yeah. I have. I have tried each and every one. So I got a couple of everything that are still available for trade. So I might try to put something together. Maybe for uh, 
some treehouse or yeah. you know, for something else. I don't know. We'll see. Especially if it's from one of our great listeners. Yeah. Which we uh, we enjoy. We're, we're open to trades, guys. Join our Facebook group. Anytime. NEWBD or New England Weekly Beer Discussion. We take trades all the time. Post your stash of what you got. Any comments on the show, we would be happy to accept them and, and answer any questions for you guys as well. So locally in New England beer, we had a lot of power outages across New England with that giant windstorm this past week. I've been seeing all kinds of reports from Portland. Breweries closed down for the day. Restaurants closed down for the day. We had uh, outages as well in Rhode Island Mm -hmm. with uh, Buttonwood Brewery. Just did a soft open last week. We'll get to that later in the show. And they were down for a couple days as well. But they are back up and running now. So we have a lot of great local beer for you. Lamplighter put out a beer called Upside Down, which is a dark saison. That sounds great. Malty, toffee, and spicy notes, they say. Very interesting. Trillium backed up their blackberry super soak with a peach super soak. I'm sure they have plans to do plum and and go on to blueberry as well. The peach one sounds maybe like the best one. Peach sours are my jam. Yeah, peach is really good. I, I... a lot of people like the plum one as well. Okay. Plums are kind of unusual flavor So, uh, Oxbow put out a new beer, Double Daisy Farmer, which is a double dry hot farmhouse ale. Oxbow, always known for the funky beer. Uh, Devil's Purse, our friends at Devil's Purse, most favorite brewery, or one of, <laughs> uh, put out Stone Horse Citra in black cans in time for Halloween. So they changed up their, their canning style. They did have black cans in the past, but... That beer is legit as hell, too. Yeah, Citrus one of their is such a great off- hop. One of their better offerings, for sure. And they also uh, just put out an intertidal oyster stout this past week made with great white oysters from Cape Cod Oyster Company. Now, is that a different oyster, do you think? Yeah, from what I see, they get oysters that they can get locally and just do a different one in every batch and kind of highlight it, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Almost like a rotating hop series, but it's a rotating oyster series. I really, I heard some really good rivalry stories the other day from uh, the guy who sells me Devil's Purse. Yeah. Between Devil's Purse and Cape Cod Beer Company. Oh, really? Like real rivalry stuff. Like <laughs> one employee leaves, the other company releases a beer called that guy that left their company. Like, oh man. So they've done some like really funny stuff. I'll get in. I'll get into it more once. Uh, once I confirm all the stories. But he sat down and told me a couple, and it was it was pretty funny. You know, competition breeds innovation, most. Yeah, so that's yeah. a good thing. I mean, they're right next door to each other, practically. So Gray Sale, we were just talking about this off the air. They're releasing their Super Captain's Daughter, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, the 11th, November 11th. It's a triple IPA. If you've ever tried Captain's Daughter, it's their double IPA. Great, great beer, most currently drinking it. Uh, so they came out with a souped-up edition last year to celebrate their anniversary. They're doing the same thing this year. I think we might uh, make a trip down there. Sounds like a plan to me. Burlington Beer Company, really excited about this one. They do a series called An- Inertia, right? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yep. Inertia is the word. Rotating Stout <laughs> Series. This one sounds really, really cool. Salted pretzel, peanut butter puff cereal, and chocolate. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. And they have another one coming up on Black Friday with waffle cones, salted caramel, vanilla, and milk sugar. Also wow. sounds amazing. I love that sweet and salty. Yeah. That's a You know, that's salted great... pretzel, salted caramel. You know, put that with like some chocolate or, yeah. um, I mean, the cereal. That's just, that's a great idea. I love the salted caramel <laughs> stout by Southern Tier. That was a really, You love really Southern Tier just in general. I know. I don't know why, what it is with Southern Tier, but... That was a really good stout by them uh, that you can get pretty easily, too. It was a former 
shelf of the week, I yep, think. I believe so. Uh, and probably the coolest Halloween release that I have seen in the beer world is from our friends at The Vale. Uh, they put out a beer called Never Dead, which is a Gosa. Uh, it is their base Gosa called Never, and they aged it and conditioned it on 400 pounds of sour gummy worms and 300 pounds of Sour Patch Kids to literally pucker your lips, almost turn your head inside out. You're puckering so That's hard. That's awesome. That sounds so cool. Definitely something I would love to try. Um, did any production like? I they, haven't did heard. Did they wide scale produce it, or is it like a limited thing? Did you hear anything on that? I didn't hear a ton. I saw it was seventeen dollars for a four pack. Reasonable. Um, I don't know what their production is like. I, yeah, I know neither. they pump out some pretty good beer. We did have a listener, Colin, who said he was a big, big fan of that beer. He loved it. Right, right. He was so excited about it. He he had to write into the show. <laughs> shout out to Colin Yeah, the shout show. out to Colin And that is our local releases segment Again, a lot of cool beer We're going on a Halloween theme, so we'll keep it at that But again, a lot of great darker beers Coming up in the Thanksgiving season And we'll get into those in the upcoming shows So we will dive in To our new segment uh, Cleaning out the closet This is another take on a Halloween Type of segment Um Cleaning out the closet. It should be skeletons in the closet, you know, because it's spooky. Right. It's Halloween. This is a little housekeeping items. We've been kind of focused on our segments recently in a, a beer vana so much, and yeah, we were obsessed and with everything that, for a while, that was obviously. going on. By the way, quick interjection here: cool beer, cool beer, good read. Uh, Go check it our, out. Our beer vana review. We'll post that on our site. Yep. Uh, that's going to be up on uh, our WBOB webpage. Which they actually just built today. You told me they're doing a dedicated page for just beer. That's going to be Ben and Mo driven. So fantastic. We're excited about <laughs> that. But this is our skeletons in the closet. So I'm going to bring you five stories from the beer world and how they may affect us here in New England. Mo is going to interject and tell me what he thinks on each topic. So we'll start right at the top. Number one. This is a big one that just came out. Night Shift is joining forces with Smutty Nose. Um. As a contract brewer, they're hiring Smutty Nose as a contract brewer. They can't handle the demand in just their Everett location. So they are teaming up with Smutty Nose to handle the high demand. Mo, good news, bad news, indifferent news. What do you think? Uh, good news. I think anytime somebody can acknowledge that their brewery can't keep up with the demand of their beers um, is a good thing. So they're asking for help. Yeah. And from everything that I've learned in the, the beer world, uh, I mean, Armando was just telling us the other day when we went up there for the the Wallaby release. He's like, whenever I need something, I just call somebody. If they got some extra hops, I can borrow. I'll lend them this. Mm-hmm. So this is just another example, I think, of somebody reaching out to a friend and, you know, hey, can you help me out? I'm sure there's going to be some money changing hands. Yeah. I mean, that's, that yeah. seems obvious to me. But um, they said that they want to expand their network, um, get into some other states a little deeper. Yeah. Um, which would be cool because for some reason they still do not deliver to Dartmouth. Yeah. Um, so I can't get it at the Cask and Pig. Um, hopefully that changes. You know, if Smutty Nose is helping them pump out some more numbers, uh, maybe they come a little further south. I mean, they distribute themselves. I don't know if Smutty Nose will also be helping them distribute. Um, but if they just help them, even just on the production scale, that'll help them a whole lot. So I'm excited about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I think... Uh, Two Roads contract brews for everybody. So, yeah. I mean, what... I think this is going to be good for both parties. I think Night Shift uh, has kind of spread themselves a little thin with all the different beers they do. Mm. 
Uh, they're another one that I guess you could kind of say does everything well and nothing yeah. really great. I wish they would narrow the focus, and they might do that with Smutty Nose. Smutty Nose might also give them some tips, which I, I doubt it, but Smutty yeah, Nose maybe. could help them focus on certain beers that they want to distribute at a wider level, and you can get more focused and experimental stuff down at their local station. Uh, Smutty Nose also is probably, aside from Smutty Labs, in very mundane. Yeah. So they're probably looking forward to this as well. Yeah. You'll probably see a collaboration or, or some kind of Definitely. beer coming out of this as well. And as you said, contract brewing, not a bad thing. You know, there's only so many breweries around. Uh, it costs a lot of money to get equipment. So okay. why not rent out your services if you have the room? And Smutty Nose has plenty of room up in New Hampshire. Uh, so that's a good thing for Night Shift. And Smutty Nose, we'll keep you up to date on that as best we can. And we'll go to number two. This this is a sad one, Mo. But you know, when you're the king, when you're the king, heavy as the heavy as the crown, you know? It's not always rainbows and butterflies, you the know. It's... Trillium Cellar Sunday disaster. Trillium had uh, announced on their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all their social media accounts that they were doing a cellar Sunday and to keep keep uh, on the lookout of what was coming out. And they announced some beers that were coming out, but they didn't put any limits. They just said it would be a one bottle per person thing. And then they came out and there were like six bottles of each variety. And they sold out in a heartbeat. But I guess there were people waiting several hours in line. They got absolutely no beer. They were very, very angry. Trillium then put out an apologetic tweet saying that they did not expect the demand, which I don't understand that. That doesn't even make any sense. I think that's a bailout move. Um, what are your feelings on this, Mo? What? What what they should have done from the very beginning, and we saw this from Night Shift, yep. was it early in the year? Maybe it was last Super year. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, there Super you go. Super Bowl Sunday. So we were talking about going up there. We were all excited. They're doing a cellar release, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they released all the beers, and we got excited. And mm. then they did the smart thing and released the numbers of everything. Exactly. So they said, it. obviously, it was one per person on, I'm pretty sure, just everything. Yeah. But there are two cases of this there are three cases of that there are eight bottles of this so then at least you know and and we made i think we made the smart decision you didn't go no we didn't we no. made the smart decision not you know i, I don't think it's makes any sense for me to stand in line i, I probably won't get anything mm -hmm. so that controls your line you're not going to have people waiting an hour and a half in line if they know there's only a case of beer yeah. I mean, then the numbers just don't justify it yeah if you're outside the top 50 you're going to be like well i'm not getting anything and you're going to turn around and go home and that's the end of it but you're not mad about it yeah you might be disappointed a little bit like oh, i wish i'd gotten here earlier so i could have gotten some but i mean i would be i would be pissed i think this is just a little naive by trillium yeah i think so too uh maybe i, I don't want to say a humbling moment they got to know that they're they got to know that they're the top yeah they have to know that people they could put out bottled water and people would wait in line for it they would. so that's 100% true. This, uh, I don't know why you would ever go into a release like this and not release the number of cases that you have. Right. Um, unless you had an, an extraordinary amount of amount of beer to give up. Yep. Uh, so this, bad look for them, but you know what? I mean, they're going to make mistakes. They are, they are only natural. They tried to clean out the cellar. They probably got rid of a bunch of stuff, but really, really not a good thing that Trillium did there. Uh, hopefully they can make it right to the people that waited in line. I don't if know if you, they tried to at all either. I didn't see. I, I didn't see anything on that. But if you think about it, like even Treehouse, right? They released beer today. Mm -hmm. They told you they had seventeen hundred cases. Yeah. 
that number is irrelevant to you because that beer yeah. is going to last all of Wednesday. They're not going to run out. You yep. don't need to know that number, but they still offer it. Yep. Just in case something crazy happens and they sell 1,700 cases of beer, they can say, look, we told you how much there was. Yeah. You came at 7.55, you know, five minutes before we closed or whatever time they close on Wednesday. That, I'm sorry you didn't get anything. We told you how much we had. They can stand behind it. But full full transparency. Yeah, if you don't give a number, then you got nothing. That's really all you're looking and for. And you can't even really defend yourself. I mean, that's a lame defense. They know it. Uh, it's probably the best they could do, though. Yep. Yep. I mean, what else? What else can they do? Uh, number three on our <laughs> skeletons in our closet: uh, Harpoon Brewing bought Clown Shoes. A couple local breweries probably noticing that they are getting phased out and joining forces. Uh, Mo, does anything change with either of these breweries? Um, first, I learned something about Harpoon the other day, just before I found out about this information. The company that owns Harpoon is Mass Bay. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was Harpoon, like Harpoon Brewing Company. Yeah, you'd so think. that's the name of their company is Mass Bay, Mass Bay Brewing Company or Mass Bay Brewers Association or something like that. Okay. And they own Harpoon and UFO as like the subsidiary. Um, and now they're going to own Clown Shoes. I don't think this changes a whole lot of anything. No. Clown Shoes is super distributed as it is. Um, they're sold by the same distributor in just about every market that I know of. So it's not going to be, it's not really a, they bought their competition or anything like mm-hmm. that. Or they're, they're stealing one from InBev or something like that. It's, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge deal. Um, but, I mean, exciting news for both of them. Just maybe they, you know, maybe they make some better beer out of it. Yeah, I mean, again, Clown Shoes is another brewery that spreads themselves really thin. Tons of beer. A lot of different models of beer, different series of beer, different oh. different things. Oh, little, we have a little cat, cat in here. the yard that's not a, mine. Take a sip. Yeah, it's gonna, a spooky black cat. Going to get right under my fence, yeah, too. Hey, thanks for that. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, <laughs> bastard. So Harpoon has put out generic beers, seasonal-style beers, mostly big hoppy IPA-type stuff. Uh, clown shoes again spread themselves super thin a bunch of different beers cool bottle art very maybe cool they can art. add some to the very mundane harpoon bottle art but i i would guess that they're probably gonna keep each other separate and just go business as usual on this yeah i don't i don't see them changing a whole lot of things alignment wise because it just it doesn't really make sense for either of them i mean they've both built their brand to be what they wanted it to be yeah and you know it's Again, these are two breweries that, in my opinion, make a bunch of pretty good beer. Yeah. Uh, I've never opened anything from either of them and been disappointed, but I've also never been blown away. Yeah, so. this might just be a buying power thing, too. Yep. You buy double the hops, you change the ratios, and <clears throat> make the be. financials a little better for Could both be. of you. So. Interesting, yeah. to say the least. But uh, Number four, Founders, our friends at Founders in Michigan. Put out the Backwards Bastard release, which is part of their Barrel Age series release. Mo, a couple questions for you. Shoot. Can you name all of their Barrel Age series beers? Oh, geez. Um, well, Backwards Bastard. Yes. Uh, DKML. Yes. Fruitwood. Yes. Doom. Yes. And... They have two more. Does KBS count? KBS is one. And... I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I've seen it in stores before. I don't think it. It's not even named. No, is it? 
I don't you know. You said Doom, right? I said Doom. Yeah, I think it's just Barrel Age number six. I think they just Ooh, do a number series. I wouldn't have come up with that. Each year, which is to be announced this year. They still haven't put that what up. What the hell was the one on... It was something Mosaic was what I was trying to think, but maybe that... Founders Promise, or... No, that was Mosaic Promise, but okay, I don't okay. think that's that not wasn't a Barrel Age one. Okay. Uh, so, with that being said, that, the, the backwards release uh, sounds great. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've heard nothing but good ratings. Another 100 rating on Beer Advocate. What is your favorite Founders Barrel Age series release? This isn't even really a debate for me. No. Um, my favorite one by far is Fruitwood. M- me too. Uh, I actually have the same thing. Yeah. 8% cherry ale. Uh, the barrels are bourbon and maple syrup barrels. Gives it a real unique unique flavor profile it's kind of sour but then it's got like some booze on the back end it, it, it's really well balanced it's it's very different yeah um, if your palate is not ready for this you you may not even like it i think it's very polarizing in that you either like it or you hate it there's not really too much middle ground but i i love it i think it's great yeah ton of booze really nice color <laughs> Deep, deep flavors too. Again, it, it toes that line of sour and sweet. Yep. Uh, but on the really, really deep side, like a dark cherry. Uh, everybody loves KBS. Can't go wrong. It's, the fun part of that is that you get to age it each year. Yep. Ages very, very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't. In fairness, I haven't had this backwards bastard this year. So I had it. We had it on tap when we first opened, but that was from the last batch. Yeah. So we, I haven't had anything from this batch yet. I'm so, interested to try it. We'll have to see. It. That's pretty widely, pretty widely distributed as yeah. well. So if you can get your hands on that, check it out. And number five, uh, Two Roads, a local brewery, going back to New England now, uh, has announced that they have broken ground on their Area 2 Experimental Brewing uh, facility. And that's designed for their creative, with all manner of barrel aging, wild yeast, propagation and other experimental brewing techniques mo are you excited to see what two roads can do with an experimental facility yes i'm excited for two different reasons um i don't know if any of our listeners know this if this is common knowledge or not i i deal with a lot of people from the brewery Mm -hmm. Um, two roads got their start as a contract brewer and they still the beer that they make um, i want to say he said that 40 percent of the beer they make is not for them it's for other breweries so they want to try to get to the point where they can say that the bulk of their beer is for them. So I think what they're trying to do is expand their portfolio a little bit and maybe cut back a little bit on some of the other people that they do contract brew for. Yeah. I'm sure it's a very profitable business or else they wouldn't do it, but that was just how they got their start. They had some capital, they bought some equipment, and hey, we'll let you use it for a fee. It was a good way to... you know, to get some get some more money out of your out of your equipment so i I think this is probably just them trying to grow their own their own beer portfolio yeah contract brewing very low risk situation i would say you just have the equipment and and worry about maintenance on the equipment people just bring you their ideas and brew it at your facility i think this would expand their contract brewing situation could yeah it could you get some people some maybe some other people they actually contract brew captain's daughter somebody told me really yeah so i i I I didn't know that a lot of different beers but yeah this is exciting because two roads has put out some good ghosts in the past so Mm -hmm. the sour program could be pretty good we'll we'll be we'll have to see on that 
And they're another one. They they do a lot of things well. A uh, couple things really, really good. Uh, but I wouldn't say there's anything that really jumps out at you now. But this might mm-hmm. give it a chance where they can really uh, do something cool. And it's cool to see a good local brewery like that, ex- you know, succeed. And, yeah, for and sure. Kind of notice that they're doing something that just about everybody's doing now. And they have to stand out in a different way. Sure. Uh, so that is the skeletons in our closet. Um, we'll post some of those topics up. I'll, I'll try to find most of those articles for our Facebook page, which again is New England Weekly Beer Discussion. Check that out. We will go on to a segment that we did a couple weeks ago, 321. This was a great one. Why don't you crack that black cat? Uh, 321, I asked three questions all relating to the numbers 3 and 2 and 1, and Mo will give me his best answers. And this week is a Halloween theme three, two, one. So we are uh, going to dive right in again Aha. to this segment, uh, starting with the number three. Mo, what are the three most Halloween-based names in New England beer? Uh, they can be a beer name, a brewery name, or anything else in the beer world in New England. The three most Halloween-based names. I got a bunch of them, and yeah. then kind of like started ranking them as I was pulling them. Good idea. Um, so these are the three. Um, that really stuck out to me as real Halloween-based names. I, I came have up five, with. I have five on my page, so whatever you don't say, I'll I'll say, and we'll. we'll okay, because I'm sure way. we got. I'm sure we got some overlap yeah. here. Um, my number. Well, all right, I, I won't rank them in any. My first one is Hanging Hills. Okay. Uh, brewery in Hartford, Connecticut. Ooh. I just thought that was kind of like a, a Halloweeny name, like Hanging Hills. Sounds kind of creepy. It does. Sounds like it could be a movie, like a horror movie of some kind. That's Maybe little, it is for a little all creepy. I know. Little creepy. Hanging Hills. Um, my second one was a beer, um, Undead Party Crasher. Okay. From Clown Shoes. I have that one. Damn. I have that one. But all right. That, uh, eleven. Eleven percent Imperial Stout. That screams Halloween to me. Yeah. Just in general. Um, and then my third one, I went with a brewery again. Uh, this one's in Saco, Maine called barreled souls yes really cool really cool name uh, and kind of made me think of halloween so those were my three very very bunch of honorable mentions though yeah a ton uh so that makes my three pretty easy here i'm gonna go a little corny on you but the beer that we're drinking now black cat ipa Mm -hmm. what doesn't scream halloween like a black cat yep you know zachary binks um Second one, Devil's Purse. Sure. As mentioned before, Audible you got the devil in there. Devil's Purse, really not a creepy thing. <clears throat> no. It's more of an ocean thing. Yep. Um, but the devil is in there. Yep, it is. So, And the last one from Two Roads, Rhodes Mary's Baby. Yeah. Very creepy movie. Very creepy beer name. Uh, but my last one, the honorable mention, Mo, was also from Clown Shoes. You could probably just get a whole bevy of them just from Clown <laughs> Shoes. Sure a bunch. They do Exorcism at Sunset as oh, a beer of theirs. Damn. Very, very creepy. Uh, honorable mention that I had, uh, Hitchcock Brewing. Okay. Wow. Where's that? I don't even know if this is a real town. <laughs> Waitley, Mass. Waitley. Never heard of it. Great, but, great beer out of Waitley. But Hitchcock Brewing? I mean, what's more... Can't beat that. I mean, that... I've geez. never heard of Hanging Hills either. No. Fairness. No, me neither. So, that's that's interesting. Wouldn't mind checking them out. Every day. Um, number two. You can only get two types slash brands... Mm-hmm. Of candy for Halloween this year, Mo. What two do you pick? And I'd like you to pair a beer with them if you could. Definitely. Please can. be specific. I don't mean like uh, chocolate and fruit stuff. I, you know. Hey, oh, well, that's a dog bark. Finish your beer if you can. Um, I know. I know 
when we've done these in the past, mm-hmm. I've gone broad. And I feel like you always give me the stink guy. Yeah. So I went like real specific on these. I picked the specific beer because I'm starting to get, you know, where you're going with these. Okay. Uh, so my first candy, my number one candy of all time, if I, this is my desert island candy. You okay. throw me on an island, this is what I eat. Peanut butter M&M's. Wow, love peanut butter M&M's. Great. great Again, candy. that sweet and salty. Yeah. Um, love that. I'm going to pair that with Trillium Pot and Kettle. Okay. Little porter. This standard Pot yep. and Kettle. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I mean, chocolate and a porter or chocolate and a stout can, can work. Yeah. It can work as a pairing. So um, I went with that. My number two candy, uh, Snickers. Okay. Love me some Snickers. Everybody loves Snickers. Who Hungry? doesn't? Hungry? Why wait? Uh, <laughs> and I paired this with kind of a guilty pleasure of mine uh, because this is an InBev product. And... Oh, not oh. from a good brewery. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> I do, wait for this. I do not like anything <laughs> else from this brewery. Honestly, everything else they put out is shit. But for some reason, Shock Top Pretzel Wheat is my jam. Wow, I have seen you drink that, that is out my of the jam. Bottom. I love that beer for some reason. No it, kidding. it drinks like pretzels. It's a Belgian wheat. It's unfiltered. It's it's not particularly good. It's just something that, like, something I go to. I see it, and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about a pretzel beer. Like, wow. I love eating pretzels with beer. Yeah. That's got to be my favorite snack when I'm drinking a beer. And that one's, like, you put the two together. Uh, so. I, I have seen you crush, like, almost a case of that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it's this good. black cat is delicious, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this it's really, really good. Really good. Uh, my two, I went with a, a fruity one and a, and a chocolate one. I'm mostly a chocolate guy. I wanted to pick Reese's. Love Reese's, mm-hmm. but very tough to pair with a beer. Yeah, it's really kind of a niche thing. So, chocolate and peanut my butter. chocolate. I went with Kit Kat. I love Kit Kat. Kit Kat's a good. You know, some wafer in there. It's kind yep. of light, but it has a good chocolate on it too. And I wanted to pair that with Single Shot. Okay. From Treehouse, I uh, like Single Shot. I've had Single Shot with like Milano cookies. It's fantastic. Oh, that'd be really good with chocolate. Hell yeah! And it really brings out the coffee notes and the. You know, the coffee notes and the single shot are brought out by the chocolate. The coffee in the in the single shot brings out the chocolate note. Yep. That seems like that would go really, really well. Really, really good, and it pairs well. If you do have a single shot or a double shot, try a little bite of chocolate while you're eating it as well. And if you do have one, I got other half for trade, so hook me up. Yeah. And my, my other candy that I love at Halloween is Skittles. Okay. I love the small portion of them because you can just eat them all in one bite. Yeah. You get a bunch of different yep. flavors. I do like doing that with Skittles. And what would pair better with Skittles than the penultimate unicorn, Mo? Ooh. You have a unicorn, yep. multiple rainbow flavors on yeah. the can. You have the rainbow flavor. I can just picture that picture. Yeah. It takes itself. That's, that's we did great. We yeah. photo. And that Some... is a mashup of a bunch of different flavors sure. of beer as well. Uh, so those are I two. I like that. Kind of tied it all together. Yeah, two high-end beers. But, but I went with <clears throat> Skittles and penultimate. And then Kit Kat and Single Shot. I think those are two good combos for Halloween. If you can get your hands on either of those beers, I could I could get you the candy and we could trade. Yeah, that seems that seems fair. <laughs> that seems fair. And we'll go down to one. Number one, uh, Mo, is what one style of beer most defines Halloween for you? I, I think I kind of already alluded to this before. Um, for Halloween, for me, it's Imperial Stouts. Okay. Something dark, something boozy. Um, just brings out the you know the spirit of the night there's ghosts and ghouls and you know i just feel like an imperial stout like makes me think of zombies and you know all that kind of stuff so i'm gonna go with that imperial stout that's that's for me that's halloween yeah so i went a little different uh i went more weather related it's not completely cold uh but it's still (laughs) a little warm but it's making that transition so i went with the porter okay 
I think a porter is a pretty diverse flavor as well. Uh, you can add a lot of different flavors to a porter. Definitely. I like the Framing Hammer, which is the Baltic Porter, which is barrel-aged. I like Pot and Kettle, which has a lot of different variants. It's also generic Pot and Kettle is very good as well. And then we had City Slickers, which was alluded mm. to in our interview yeah. with Cam a couple weeks ago. was Other Half in Arizona Wilderness, which is a toasted brown coconut porter yeah that one was really interesting really really good really interesting so they're pretty diverse just like the weather you can get a different color leaf with each one and uh i like, I, I like porters and that that'll transition i'll go i'll go darker with the beer as we go further into the the cold makes sense uh so that is it for a three to one segment we'll post those questions again you guys were great last week with the answers uh, for those questions, or not last week, but the last time we did three, two, one, and that brings us to our upcoming show news. Uh, going forward, we have a very, very busy month in the month of November. We're very excited that next week we have an interview with Morgan Clark Schneider from Buttonwood Brewery. We're going to do a private tour. We're going to try to record on set. We're going to do an interview with Morgan himself. Uh, so if you have any questions that you want us to ask him, just post them in the new group. We'll try to ask him that as long as it's within reason. <laughs> uh, that That's very exciting. And then following that, we're going on the road again to Hopkinton uh, Wednesday the 15th to Startline Brewery in Hopkinton. Mo, you reached out. You got the connect there. Yep. So Ted is going to show us around a little bit. Um, we can either broadcast there or broadcast whenever we want, but we will get a, a little sit-down with him. He'll show us around the brewery. Um, Uncle Dan will be there. And I know he listened to the show last week because yeah. he texted me and said thanks for the shout-out. Oh, damn. So this is two weeks in a row now. The guy's practically famous. Yeah. So shout-out to Uncle Dan again. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> November 15th. You better be there. Uh, and then following that, we have our first-ever radio pilot show it will be on WBOB 990. The details are getting ironed out with that one, but it looks like we are going to be the 9 p.m. slot on Tuesday the 21st. We will have intro music. We will have segment music. We will have social media advertisement. Producers. We will producers, a call-in line. Yep. We will have microphones, not just the phone on a desk. Yep. And uh, we are really excited to be teaming up with them. We're going to iron out the uh, the wrinkles on that one next week. Hopefully have more information. We'll obviously keep you up to date with that. Post the link for you as well in the Facebook group. And then that'll get published on iTunes as our actual show that week. But we'll warn you on that. Uh, so those are the things coming up with us. And hopefully that's a, a blooming partnership going forward. Uh, but we will see on that. And that brings us to our show ender, which is Shelfer of the Week. Shelf of the week, we tell you what to get in stores that you can't get. Uh, well, you can get it in stores. Yeah. If you're not going to a brewery. Yeah, that's basically, correct. That's yes. basically what it is. That's the premise. So sticking with the Halloween theme, Mo, I went with, again, you alluded to it, a brewery that I love, Southern Tier from upstate New York. You uh, they came them. out with a beer called the Warlock Imperial Stout. It's a Halloween name. It goes yeah. with your style of beer that defines Halloween. Yep. And it's made by one of my favorite brewers, Southern Tier. Uh, it's an 8.6% ABV. It sneaks up on you. It's got the pumpkin flavor, but also dark chocolate, hints of coffee. Uh, it also has the pumpkin pie spices, some cinnamon, some nutmeg. It's pretty complex, uh, but they make some really cool stouts. I, I like what they do a lot. Uh, if you're into flavored stouts, check them out. Nice. 
I like that one a lot. I yeah. went in a different direction, um, even though I said that Imperial Stouts are my Halloween style that I prefer. Um, okay. I went completely different. I went with a Sour Saison um, from Two Roads. Okay. Um, they did a collaboration with Stillwater Artisanal from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, they did a 4.5% Sour Saison called Ground Loop. Um, it's just coming into the marketplace now. Uh, it'll be available in four packs, uh, probably be in that $15 to $20 range. Um, they'll be 16-ounce cans. It's only a 3.7 on untapped, um, but it hasn't really hit the market and gotten a ton of reviews. So I think that will probably creep up a little bit. It's not overly sour. It's tart. Um, has some herbal notes that you'd expect from a Saison. It's almost, um, it has almost like a little like wine texture to it. Okay. It's kind of bubbly, kind of effervescent. So it, it gives it a little, uh, gives it a little um, more, adds to the tartness a little bit, I would say. Um, but uh, really cool beer. I tried a little bit of it at, um, at one of my salesmen brought a sample by. Um, so I, I bought, a, bought a keg and it's on tap, uh, on deck rather, sorry, at Cask and Pig. So we'll have that. In about a week or so. Nice, nice. Shout out to the uh, the dog in the background. Thanks for listening to yeah, the dog. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can take a sip of your beer if you don't mind. It's from the Mo, house. before we leave, Game 7 World Series tonight, who you got? I got Astros. He's got the Astros. I got the Astros. Only because David Ortiz picked the Dodgers, and he's uh, guessed the wrong team all six games. Oh, that's not Every bad. single one. That's it's not gone bad. the exact opposite. So uh, if he went Dodgers, I'm going Strohs. I hope it is the Astros. They're a much more likable team. Love Altuve. Uh, oh, I just yeah. love that they don't have the... I mean, they might have a crazy payroll, but not as big as the Dodgers. No, I don't no think. they don't. Um, so let's play you out with the, the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. And again, we'll have a customized song for you coming up soon. Boom. So thank you guys and have a great week. Enjoy some beer. Thanks, guys. See you. Just a little smidgen of my soul But your face is permanent So why don't you just hit the road Yo, Chris, why don't you tell them how you really feel Really feel pleased My head keeps spinning like a steering wheel Running out of ways to show them that I'm really ill They think I'm playing hooky But I ain't faking sick I find a lake of inspiration and I take a dip A dope beat with just words doesn't make a hit But wait a sec, 2K11, check it, yes it does Danceability affecting how your record does